I believe that th now is our time, not tomorrow. Amen. Not next week. Everybody say now. now. Now is our time. You see, this morning I was watching very carefully as uh, I was hearing the news around the world. And when you see nations like Russia doing nuclear simulations and showing you how they're going to destroy the earth, I have a problem with that. I mean, I have a problem with that. And let me say this. It's time for mad men and mad women to get out of position. How in the world, who can allow such a thing? Now, the troubling thing is, is that they're devising methods to destroy mankind. They say it will destroy the planet Earth. That's what they're saying today on the news. We're talking one, one push of button. So church, we have to understand that in the midst of confusion, God will always work in the midst of confusion. He'll always work when there's a great problem, a great God will be on the scene. And so today I just want to encourage you that, hey, things may look bad and they may be bad, but great is our God that we serve. Amen. So I want to encourage you that no matter where, as I start today, no matter where you have served in this ministry, if you're serving in this ministry, please do not take it as a drudgery, but as a delight. Not a drudgery, but as a delight. Why? Because you do this for the Lord Jesus Christ. Everything we do is for the Lord Jesus Christ. And yes, we represent the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Turn to somebody and say, I'm one of his representatives. Today, I want to give honor. As he said, he alone is worthy. You're worthy of it all. That's what I, so he's worthy of it all. So I want to give honor to him today. I have to honor the one, now follow me carefully, in the midst of the confusion of the earth, the tumultuous times, the perilous times that we live in. I still believe that God is with me. I still believe that God is with you. I still believe that God is standing by his church. I stand with the one who creates and gives and sustains life. The one who holds the hearts of all mankind in his hand. Whether you believe it or not, Putin's heart is in the hand of God. Are you hearing me? I'm making this statement for, on purpose. His heart is in the hand of God. And not only that, some of the people in our legislative offices... Their hearts are in the hand of God. And we need some wisdom at those higher ranks. Because let me say this. When warmongers get involved, I don't know why I'm saying this, but when warmongers do what they do, it's the, it's the, it's the small man and women that get hurt. I don't want that to offend anybody, but it's, I, I don't know how else to say it. It's the ones that, it's, it's people like us. We're the ones that get hurt. It's not those in hierarchical positions. They just get more wealthy. Right or wrong? You study it all through 
time, go into Africa and study some of the leadership there. More confusion, more money, they get richer. Haiti, what happens? The world comes together, gives money to Haiti, and who gets the money? The leader. What I'm saying is their hearts are in the hand of God. And there's got to be an answer. There has to be an answer. This is not a time for the church to, to, to fall off. It's not a time for attendance to go down. It's a time for us to come together and thank God and praise God because he's about to show himself strong. Amen. Amen. So I have to give him honor today. The one that holds the hearts of all mankind in his hand. I have to honor the one who said of himself. Jesus said of himself in Revelations 1.18. I am he that liveth. I was dead. And behold, I, I was dead, but now I'm alive. I'm alive forevermore. Amen. And I have the keys of hell, hell and of death. <clears throat> he says that of himself. I was dead, but now I'm alive. And Jesus isn't going back to a cross. Amen. I honor the one who took the grip. And I say this for all of you sitting here listening to me today. I, I honor the one who took the grip of Satan off of our lives and gave to us the power to become sons and daughters of God. Get ready, East West Church. And I say that with all sincerity. Get ready, East West Church family, for the sons of God. The sons of God are about to march forth with great strength and might. Who is that? They are those that are spirit-led. If you read the scriptures in Romans 8, 19, read also Romans 8, 14, you'll find out that sons and daughters of God are those that are led by the Spirit. And I give honor to the one who gives us direction, who gives us guidance. Because God is, I want to say this about you and about myself, God is our healer. Say that back to me. God is our redeemer. God is our life. God is our love. God is my strength. God is my hope. Listen, he's the first, the last, the everlasting one. You got to get that in your spirit. When you don't think you can get well, doctor said, he, Scott's got this a spot on his lungs and they're concerned that it could be a very a, a devastating thing. They said he'll never go back to work again. He's already been at work for two weeks now. What I'm trying to say is I've got to give him honor today, Christian. Something in me said today when I got up, you better give God honor. You better give God praise because I'm going to tell you, when people start pushing buttons, I want to make sure that God is my source. Because my concern is not just for Alan Meshagan. It's my concern is for every man, woman, boy in this, uh, in this church today and those that are not here today and those that have always... For the 100,000 people that I've touched with these hands, I'm concerned about them. Concerned. He is the everlasting one. I give him tribute today. He's worthy of it all. And I say this of Psalms 124 verse 8. If, I, if it had not been for the Lord. Oh God. If it had not been for the Lord who was on our side, where would we be? Israel says, Israel should repeat that, he's saying. If it had not been for the Lord who's on our side, if it had not been for the Lord who was on our side, whose men rose up against us, when men rose up against us, then they had swallowed us up quick. If they'd rose up against us, they'd have swallowed us up quick. 
Watch this. When their wrath was kindled against us, then the waters had overwhelmed us. He's painting a, dri- a dismal picture here of what would happen. Then the waters had overwhelmed us. The stream had gone over our soul. Then the proud waters had gone over our soul. But blessed be the Lord who hath not given us prey to their teeth. In other words, their mouth. They're not going to chew upon our flesh. Our soul, watch this. Our soul is escaped as a bird out of the snare of the fowlers. The snare came upon us, but he delivered us from the snarler, from the fowler. The snare is broken and we are escaped. Verse 8. Our help is in the name, our help is in the name, our help is in the name of the Lord who made the heavens and the earth. He's worthy of it all. He's worthy, not Alan Meshagan, not Dr. Collier, not Christian Daniel, not Ariel, not, not, I can go all of it. it, none of us. He's worthy of it all. He's not just God of Georgia. He's not just God of the United States of America. He's God of the world. The king of all things. Good God. He's worthy of it all. And a lot of us have gone through a lot of miserable things, a lot of pain and sorrow in life. How many people have gone through some great pain and sorrow in life? We have. Let's not lie about it. Let's not try to say that, hey, we're Christians. We never have trouble. What did I tell you before? When trouble comes, God shows up. When confusion is there, God will show up. In any difficult situation in the Bible, he always showed up then. Not in good times, but when they were going through troubles. How many people know you don't need a God when everything's going good? That's the sad thing. We need God all the time. We've all experienced the pain, the sorrow of life. We've all experienced many, not just a few, but many difficulties. How many know what I'm talking about? And we've gone through our own personal private hell. Does anybody identify with that? I mean, it's there. It's real. Yeah, Christians got both hands up and a foot. I mean, it's real. Somebody tell you it's not there. It's there. And I appreciate these, 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 these preachers that get up and tell you, praise God, if you did right, you knew the word, and you, you did all these things according to the scriptures, you'll never go through any problems. That's a lie. It is just a lie. No, he said, you, you shouldn't say that, Bishop. Well, what do you want, prevarication? What do you want me to say? It, it is a lie. The truth of the matter is, God is greater than any of those problems, any of those situations. And yes, some of us have gone through our own private pain and personal hell, but I've got news for you today. God sent me here to tell you it's time to come out of it. It's time to come out of it and be great. Let me say it again. Yes, we have gone through it. Our personal pain, our misery, our hurt, our loneliness, our depression. But through it all, here we go. But through it all, there's been peace in our valley and a calm in our storm. Through it all, God has been our refuge. Let me say it again, that felt good. Through it all, God has been our refuge. Pat, through it all, through it all, through it all, God has been our refuge. When others said it can't happen, God said, let me show you something. 
When others said you can't make it, I was telling my wife on church, coming to church today, there was times in my life when nobody stood with me. Are you hearing me? Nobody. No one stood with me. And I'm not saying I'm great, but I'm so stupid, I'm like a bumblebee. Did you know that a bumblebee, the aerodynamics of a bumblebee, those that study such things say he cannot fly. A bumblebee cannot fly because he's too cumbersome, too big, and his wings can't flap fast enough. That's just fact. But here's the problem. The bumblebee don't know that. The bumblebee don't know that. And I'm sort of like that. It comes to a point in my life when I, I actually crawled on the floor. Has anybody ever done it before? Got my face in the carpet and said, God, I can't live another moment. I've done it. I said, God, I can't live. Please, God, take me because I can't handle this no more. And God said, son, stand up. I'm with you. Y'all got to feel this spirit that I'm feeling right now. The Holy Spirit is in this house right now. That's why I love this service. I'm so proud of my son. He did, he did a great, on the series, this cup, great series. I, unless God leads me, I'll not be doing series. Why? Because when I'm doing a series, I have to go to a certain mark and, and certain things I have to do and say. But now I can just do what God's saying. Not that he isn't in that all the time, but now I can pray when I want to pray and say what I need to say. And if, if I want to stop and go off into an area, another area, that's who Alan Meshagan is now. That's just who I am. And that's where God will touch you. God is about to fill your cup up overflowing. That's coming from the spirit now. I feel good. Just remember when your cup gets full, let it run over on somebody else too. But let me go back. Times, RL, I put my face in the carpet and did not want to live another day. When my own family said to me, you might as well give up. That's fact. And I said, wait a minute. Wait a minute. If God is my source, then why am I listening to people? I'm not going to listen to their voices. I'm telling you the same thing. So there's been peace in my valley, calm in my storm. He is my refuge, Psalms 34, verse 18. The Lord is nigh to them that are of broken heart. Is your heart broken today? Can I just be honest? Let's be honest with one another. We are in church. How many have had a broken heart lately? Come on, let's be honest. Well, this is for you. The Lord is nigh to them that are broken heart and save us such as be of a contrite spirit. I want to read that verse in the New International Version. I'm sorry that I didn't get you all the verses. But in the New International Version of Psalms 34, verse 18, it says this. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. How many have been crushed in spirit? Let's be honest. It's time to get the foot off the plant and let the plant grow. Psalms 34, verse 19. The Bible says many are the afflictions. Many are the afflictions. Many are the afflictions. Many are the afflictions. But 
That's one of my favorite sermons I ever preached. But God. But when God sticks his butt in there. But God. You can tell me I'm not going to make it. But God. You can tell me I'm going to die. But God. You can tell me I'm going down financially. But God. Are you with me? Everybody say, but God. That's what's important. Watch this. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but but the Lord delivereth them out of them, of them all. Not just some of them, Doc. He delivers them out of them all. And I'm going to tell you, I've gone through some things you have too. Many can be plenty and plenty can be more than enough of afflictions. I have seen hurting people all my life. Hurting people that are suffering. And their suffering needs to be answered with a word from God. Just one word from God and death gives way to victory. Hear me, church. Death gives way to victory and hell gives way to heaven. Just one word. Well, where does that word come from? Does it come from a mountain? Does it come from an angel blowing a trumpet? Let me tell you where that word comes from. It comes from somebody that looks a lot like you. Suffering people. You can say a word that can turn things around. From you and from me, it comes from God's children. Just one word. You don't know what you can do to somebody when you say, I believe in you. I believe in you. I believe in you. I believe you're going to make it. I trust you. Someone said that to me the other day. They don't even know me. I see them just every now and then. They said, don't worry, I trust you. And I'm thinking, how could you trust me? You don't even know me. But there's something about a child of God. It just comes out from them. Trust. Am I perfect? No. This may surprise you. I'm not perfect. I can think things I shouldn't think. Y'all don't, y'all aren't that way, are you? But I'm going to be honest with you and transparent. I can think things I shouldn't think and say things I shouldn't say. I get mad at my doctor and call him all kinds of names. Because he promised me I'd lose 30 pounds and I gained it. So I'm mad at him. So what I'm saying is I'm flesh and blood, bone and blood. And because of that, we are, I'm going to show you in a moment, we all go through certain things. But what makes us different than the world is our belief system in the, in the Lord Jesus Christ, in our faith in him and him alone. You think I trust our government? <laughs> really? I don't. I'm going to have Dr. Carter teach y'all a class on politics. And you'll find out they'll say what they have to say to get done, what they want done, and then they forget it. Am I right? Y'all going to get mad at me. Promise me you won't get mad at me. Say, I won't get mad at you, Bishop. But I watched the news today, which I don't, I rarely do. But my wife made me look at it. She said, come here, I want you to see this. She did. She said, come here, I want you to see this. And I saw all that mess going over in, uh, in, in, uh, uh, Russia and Ukraine, and, and then I saw Nancy Pelosi standing there. And I said to myself, no, don't get mad, I'm not mad, I'm just saying, that's a photo op. That's all it was. 
There's no genuine care nor concern. Now, if you're mad at me, get mad. But there again, let Dr. Carrier teach you a lesson on politics. Amen. He knows better than any. It's all about presentation and people looking at you and thinking you're doing something when you're doing nothing. Why am I talking this way? See, I'm not confined by anything. I'm just talking. I shouldn't be talking like this. Are y'all enjoying this yet? Are you happy I'm talk, telling the truth? God, I'm telling you, I'm just so tired of what's going on. In a time when the church should be flourishing, it should be growing. People should be clamoring to come in through those doors because of the miracle working power of Jesus. We have forgotten him. And I stand in the place of Jesus today saying, oh, children, he wept over Jerusalem. He said, you didn't know your hour of visitation. And we better understand that, God, help me. I'm not a fear attack. I don't want to draw anybody into fear. That's not who I am. But when you realize how close we are to, to some bad stuff, I cry. I weep for people. Well, Bishop, I'm not afraid. I got a bomb shelter. It won't help. It ain't going to help. Not when that bad boy goes off. We need, as we give a word from God to people, a good word. We pick people up. We lift them up. And I'm sorry if I've offended anybody today about talking about negative things. But it's not really negative when you realize what I'm trying to say. That the true people of God are going to do, do exploits. They're going to do great things. We... The people of God need to remind God's people of his ability. We need to remind people of God's ability, not disability. My God is able to today to change your life, no matter what your life is or what you think it is. God can change it. Today, he can take you into a new dimension. You can leave here singing, Valerie, shouting, and praising God. Or you can leave here murmuring and complaining and get deeper and deeper into the ditch. You can either walk in a new dimension or walk in death. Oh boy, that's a word. Amen. You can walk in new dimension or walk in death. I will not be deceived by that spirit. Amen. Have you ever had a spirit, a little voice come in your head try to t pull you in a direction? And you know that's not the right way. Amen. Let's be honest. Let me see the hands. If you don't believe it, don't raise your hand. I don't want you to raise your hand. There you go. So you raise it twice. So you know what I'm talking about. That little voice tries to lead you into those directions. You know why? It wants you to fail. Amen. That voice, not the Holy Spirit. That voice will lead you into areas. Well, case in point. I don't know how anybody. I saw on the news where a 14-year-old boy raped and murdered a 10, his 10-year-old cousin. What kind of world, what kind of, what have we, what have we developed? Miles, are you hearing me? See, what do we do? We get further and further away from God where our children don't even go. We don't even concern about God anymore and on the church. And what do we do? We raise up a generation that they have no, they don't care. He said with his own mouth, I wanted to rape her and kill her. 14 years old. Something's wrong with that. You say, well, I didn't come to church today to hear this. 
Well, I don't know what you came to hear because I'm trying to lead you into something different. We need to start worshiping and praising God and believing who he is. And we need to start lifting one another up. And we need to tell our children about the Lord Jesus Christ. He said, well, I'm so intellectual, Bishop, I don't need any of this. Well, come up here and take the pulpit. I want to watch what you do. He think I'm kidding. If you're that intellectual, come up here and take this pulpit. I want to see what you're going to do. I, what I'm trying to tell you is God has he's, he's struck me. And we don't honor him anymore. I, I don't even honor him like I should. He deserves the glory. He deserves it. God help us. Second Corinthians three seventeen says, "Now the spirit, the Lord is that Spirit. When where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. By His Spirit, God's Spirit, we can be people of power. We can be that people of promise and prominence. God, let me say this to everyone here that's suffering, because I know you are. God is on your side." God is on your side. Now, let me tell you the truth. Evil will come and evil will go. Evil will come and evil will go. Say that back to me. But Genesis 50, 20 comes into play. But as for you, you thought evil against me, but God meant it unto me for good to bring to pass as it is this day to save much people alive. Who said that? Who said that? Joseph said that. After his brethren had thrown him in a pit, he goes into a prison. He finally ends up in uh, second only to Pharaoh. And his brothers find out that what they tried to do to him to hurt him. He said, what you meant was for evil. But God meant it for good to save my people. So Damon, some of the things happening to you in your life, it don't matter. God can turn it around. Woo. Adrian, can you hear me back there? Somewhere, somebody's got to learn. We need a little of that old-time Pentecostalism where we praise God and we get excited. Well, I ain't coming back to listen to you no more, Bishop. Fine. I'll start another church somewhere. See, Doc Carter said, no, you won't. <laughs> I love you guys. I love you folks. I just have to deliver what I feel is important. Because some people, they think that Bishop's blinded. Listen, I'm not the sharpest tool in the shed, but I'm still in the shed. Get that? I'm still in the shed. That means I ain't been thrown out yet. <laughs> right, Jeff? I'm almost through. I'm getting ready to pray. But Bishop, you don't understand. I'm going through such hell, such torment. I, I think I'm dying. But Psalms 49, 15 says this, but God will redeem my soul from the power of the grave for he shall receive me. Psalm 73, verse 26, my flesh and my heart fails, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. 
Do you understand? I feel like sometimes I can't make it. I'm suffocating. I'm suffocating from all the things around me. I'm literally drowning in it. Well, I read Isaiah 17, 13 this morning. The nations shall rush like the rushing of many waters, but God shall rebuke them. And they shall flee from afar off and shall be chased as a chaff of the mountains before the wind and like a rolling thing before the whirlwind. What is he saying? God will part the waters that encompass your soul. Well, Bishop, I understand all this. You say he alone is worthy. Yes, he is. He's worthy of it all. Why? Because I'm tempted. Sometimes I get tempted. Does anybody else get tempted? Now, I didn't ask you to raise your hand. Y'all did that on your own. I saw that. I saw you. Your wife's sitting there and you tried to do it behind her back so she can't see it. I'll just raise my hand now and tell you. It's just natural. It's going to happen. But, 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 1 Corinthians 10, 13, there's no temptation taking you but such as common to man. It's common. But God is faithful. God is faithful. But, 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 but God is faithful. I'm not stuttering. But, 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 but God is faithful. Who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able. God knows you can make it. But will with the temptation also make a way to escape that you may be able to bear it. I'm convinced that it's the time that we, the people of God, need to honor the God we serve and arise and put on the armor of light and go forward in faith. Can I give you a few more points and I'm going to pray. I think it's time for you and for me to remember what? When you're falling. I'm falling. I can't get up. Now, the reason I mention this message is because of memories. Whenever I go somewhere with my wife, she's always got a tripod and a camera. Why? Does she think I'm beautiful and want to take pictures? Yes. No. It's called memories. Where you can roll back after somebody, something's happened. Or if nothing's happened, or you're just having a bad day, you can look at the pictures and say, that was a good time. That was fun. Flipping through memories. You know how you do when you, your wedding pictures? Memories. Why do we do that? That's what I'm talking about today. We need the memories, what we've formed in God. We need to, to, to relish them and cherish them and, and, and talk about those things. Man. How about the times people, they wanted to have children and couldn't have them and we prayed prayers and God gave them a child. Am I telling the truth, Damon? It just happened. <clears throat> I mean, I can go on and on and on with this story. I've watched God do things that, well, let's go back to this. When I'm falling, he is able. 
When I am broken, he can put me back together again. When I'm lonely, he sticks closer than a brother. When I'm lost, he's my guiding star and the lamp unto my feet. And when no one understands me, when no one understands you, God understands. God is my, watch this, God is my prosperity, God is my strength, God is my health, God is my peace, God is my life, God is my reward and my rear guard. That song perfectly fit my message. I'll stop with this, Romans 8, 11. But if the spirit, I'm talking about God, I'm talking about his children, I'm talking about giving him honor which I'm going to do today. If it's my last message, I want to be the one that I give him honor. Amen. Romans 8, 11. But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead, who is him, it's got to be God the Father, that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you. If that spirit, Damon, dwells in you, huh? He that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by a spirit that dwelleth in you. Are you looking for a miracle? There it is right there. (laughs) If he inhabits your body and dwells in your mind. Listen, I'm going to say again. I'm under no misconception that you're going to have it easy. I don't. I don't. I mean, I get stressed out. Dr. Carter had to help me. My blood pressure went through the roof. It's just fact. I've worn my body out. And I really have. He told me one time, he said, when you preach like you preach, he said, it's like running a marathon. I've just worn my body out over the years where I'd go 10 weeks at a time and preach every night. Calculate that up. It wears your body out. But the truth of the matter is, I still got a little bit of, I'm still got a little bit left me in the tool shed. Just a little bit. So you're looking for a miracle. So if I'm looking for a miracle, I'm going to remember the spirit that dwells within me if that spirit which raised Jesus from the dead dwells in me, then that miracle's not a big thing, Scott. You even look better, Scott. I don't know what's happening to you. Your wife must be feeding you better. I mean, your color's better and everything. You know why? We just keep believing in God. We keep trusting in God. And you know what I like Job, what Job said? In Job it said, <clears throat> this is the faith he had in God. This is not my message, but he said, though he slay me, are you hearing me? Though he slay me, yet will I serve him. That means no matter what happens, he's still God. And I'm going to trust him. Now, you may disagree with my, the way I think. But let's see in the end of the end, of the end game who wins. Let's just see who wins. Because the truth of the matter is, without faith, it is impossible to please him. That doesn't mean you're not going to feel certain things. It doesn't mean you're not going to get discouraged. But faith will bring you through it. And that's just fact. I don't know how else to say it. I can get some politician up here to tell you how to do it. Or or some, uh, what's those people that talk and try to lift your morale? 
Huh? Motivational speakers, which Dr. Carrier is a motivational speaker. He motivates me every time I see him. He puts on that glove. And he motivates me. What you laughing about over there? Well, that's funny to you. It ain't funny to me. Praise the Lord. Now I'm going to pray for you, but I believe you're going to get a miracle. And you need to make that personal. I need a miracle. I'm just going to tell you now, Alan Meshagan needs it. I need it. Thank you. Carmen needs it. Thank you. Just keep saying, I really need it. I'm not bluffing. I'm not bluffing you. I need it. See, people don't listen when you say, hey, I'm in trouble. They think, oh, you're just joking. I'm not joking. Now, I'm telling you, I need it. And I know that you need it. Or I wouldn't be ministering the way I am today. And I want to say again, you're here. And I love every one of you here. But we better start praying for our greater assembly. Did y'all just hear me? Steve, did you hear me? You need to quit going to other churches and stay here. (laughs) We need to pray for our greater assembly. Brother and Sister Schumacher, we need to pray. Damon, we need to pray. We need to pray. Because there's coming a time when we're going to say, if we'd only had the opportunity to be back in the house of the Lord. 